Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding, and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, loves. Welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am your host, Sophia Wiseman, and as always, it is a pleasure, a gift, and a wonderment that the internet has brought us together. So I want to say thank you. Thank you, everyone, for the ways in which you've been walking with me and reaching out with me and being in connection with me in this time of transformation and really fast expansion and growth that, as far as I can tell, everybody's part of. And so I'm just happy to be in this journey with you and sharing my journey with you as, I don't know, as best and as boldly and as compassionately as I can. And so I want to say that. I'm really excited today. I met this being came to me and immediately we just it was just tribe sisterhood together and so it's it's a it's a gift to be on on today and I'm excited to see the journey that we that we took together. So I want to introduce Adrian Aero Phillips and Adrian is a birth life death and sexuality doula, multidisciplinary artist and writer. And also happens to have a master's degree in occupational therapy, which I think is. Oh, I've been doing, I've been redoing that recently. Great asses birthing it as opposed to badasses killing it. Great asses birthing it. So she helps women and people who have experienced womb space trauma increase their chances of empowered birth. She often finds herself in the space between worlds and has found deep peace and power in the revolutionary potential of this. She uses her magical hands and intuitive heart actively usher in the new paradigm. I mean, this is not obviously our people. So welcome, Adrian. Welcome to Vagina Talks. Thank you so much for having me, Sophia. I'm so excited to be here and just smiling from ear to ear about the synergies of our work and excited to connect and explore together. Me too. And actually, I totally want to say that right now, which is you know, we got connected because you invited me to be part of your incredible summit. And we'll talk about it again at the end. But I actually would just love for you to just say a little bit about it right now. 
Yeah, definitely. So I'm creating an online event or a summit called Birthing the New Paradigm. And it's all about how to heal womb space trauma and empower ourselves for pregnancy, birth, and parenting. And I wanted to give a gift, a deep, untethered gift of love from my heart because I have been on a womb space trauma journey myself and wanted to really give people the gift of what I would have loved to have on my journey so that people can feel empowered and calm and confident in their journey. So I'm really excited to have brought together some amazing humans, including yourself, to talk all about how to really empower ourselves and connect to our womb space and re-establish a connection to the sacred home space that is in our bodies and is such a important piece of our healing in this moment in time, I feel. Thank you for thank you for your work. As as you say that, and the invitation is amazing to, to just connect with you and, and to be part of what you're putting together. And I also, as you say that, it's like it touches me in a couple different places. I like feel it in my heart, feel it off my body. And the question that's like rising in me, I'm not even sure, I'm not exactly sure what the words are and how that question comes together, but the question, okay, it's a question, but it has like a, like a theory or an assumption. And I, I'm happy to have that like debunked or be like, actually, this has been my experience. But what I'm thinking about is like, as we heal and we go through this trauma and then we heal this trauma and then we have this new experience, the like spiraling effect of how we come back through those, those healings or realizations. And I guess part of me is wondering, you know, you've been on this journey. I'd be happy to hear any part of your story. And there's also a part of me that's like, and what part of your story is like alive right now? So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh, the spirals, just sensing into the importance of, of even speaking in spirals and allowing us allowing ourselves to to talk in ways that aren't necessarily linear i've been feeling like i have to continuously tell myself that that is not only acceptable but also like the medicine that we need right now to be able to talk in this feminine way this beneficial way yeah so i appreciate that you asked that question in many ways i feel like what's alive in me right now is my excitement with being my authentic, true, whole self. I'm in a interracial, intersexual orientation relationship, have been for 12 years, and that's been quite a journey. We, me and my partner now have two children, which is awesome. And so it's been quite a journey. And one thing that, I don't know, keeps coming up is like how to feel fully alive in my, in my queerness. Uh-huh. And so that's that's what's coming up right right now as, <laughs> as a way that yeah that's what's right. coming up for me right now yeah 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 okay so two things yes me too let's talk about that I let's I want to talk about that a lot right now I basically am only talking about sex I like arrived myself in this like queerness explore I have like so many things to say about that but before we get into that or I ask you some questions about that can we just define I think most of us are familiar with what an interracial marriage is intersexual orientation i think we can figure it out but can you just be like what that what exactly does that mean sure yeah i mean obviously interracial we're two different races i'm white my partner is black or african-american i'm european-american and then intersexual orientation he identifies as straight and i identify as queer Mm -hmm. and so that also creates quite um, an interesting intersectionality of what our world is to each other and how we can continuously teach each other and learn and grow so much from this rich relationship that the stars have given to us because I definitely know that we're written in the stars and that these babies are supposed to come in for a reason, these little rainbow children who are giving us so much wisdom just by being them being their selves right now in the world 
they have more of a balance of, of masculine and feminine. I'm, I'm sensing when Ari was, when my first was in the womb, I thought she was a boy actually. Mm. And she just came out with really dominant energy. And my son felt like I wasn't sure if he was a boy or a girl. I didn't find out for either of mine, but he has more of a balance and I don't ever want, I want to really encourage him to continue that balance and to like, really know his energetic womb space because I feel like that's a really important piece of the medicine for the for the masculine is being in touch with their energetic womb space yeah tell us more about that because I that's definitely something that Tammy Kent works through that I work with for sure is a sense of like everybody has a womb space everybody has a generative container in which they you know feed and nourish and and bring into being their creative self right their self and their creations what's your understanding or your experience or your witnessing like how did you come across that and how did you how have you been experiencing it or witnessing it healing yeah I feel like just sensing into my son you know I feel like he is just witnessing my son and my daughter interact with each other and seeing their playfulness and their way that they exist I'm just playing with him right now and I guess I'm a Scorpio so I sense into the the depth and into the cosmos and so I sense this understanding that it's it's almost like it's like not allowing him to not unlearn the fact that he has this presence of a womb space and that collectively right now in this birthing the new paradigm work that we're doing, we are collectively waking up to the womb matrix that has existed, but has been almost turned off like a light, you know, like a, there was a light switch that was turned off. And so we're collectively turning on our own light switches, our own under, our own intuitive nature of, of connecting with the womb space. And so I feel like with with our sons in particular teaching them how to cultivate a relationship with this womb space and you know that that feels really important yeah what comes up for me when you say this is not the parenting side and not the children's side which i really appreciate you saying this you know not letting them forget right like keeping intact and I talk about that a lot with my own journey that like one of the greatest blessings or the greatest teachers or trainings that I had when people ask, like, how did you learn? How did you know? I'm like, well, I, I grew up in a family that didn't disrupt my, that kept me intact, that there were all of these things that I like knew and remembered and they were honored. And that was maintained when I was six mm. and when I was nine and when I was 12, like my wisdom and my knowing and my, my, my guidance was trusted and respected um, in a way that allowed it to- Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To confirm and to uh, confirm and to affirm and to validate and, and give space to right to like have it exist. And so that piece feels really mm -hmm. huge. And the other thing that's really alive for me is the I work very much with adults, right? Like I'm doing I'm doing pelvic floor work. I'm doing I started now I'm now doing pelvic floor work with male bodied people. And one of the interesting thing that I discovered working in the perineum or working with the male genitals was not in like how much the feminine space was present while working mm. in their root actually surprised me. And mm. um, even just to the depth of literally how much I could enter their body through their pelvic floor, mm. like how much there was actual space to be to, because if we think about the, like the, the bone of the pelvis, right? Everybody has this gap between our, the, the front of our pubic bone and the, the ischial tuberosities, the back of the, um, mm -hmm. the back of the pelvis. And, you know, we're taught that female bodies have a wider opening for birth and male bodies have a smaller opening. And, and that's what it is. But I was surprised to discover that like in the softening of that tissue, in the releasing of that tension, in that spaciousness, you know, my finger could work pelvic floor muscles almost all the way up. I mean, I'm talking like inches into their body which surprised me. I didn't, I didn't know um, as I was like doing clinics and the energy of the receptivity that was so there 
um, really took that what I had known I'd done energetically doing womb space work with male body people and having them tap into that and, and holding space for that healing. But the actual to feel the resonant energy in the body was something that really struck me. And just recently in my adventures of like healing and I don't know, whole making, I had my first like sexual interaction with a male body, like male genitals for the first time in like 15 years, maybe, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it was good. It was here's the thing is like I was really afraid of like phallic and phallus in general. Like I had fear around like dildos, like I had like like anxieties, um, which, of course, made a lot of sense to me when I started to do a lot of my lost ancestral practices and the like colonization history that came through because I had literal visceral inherited like rape memories to heal. And so that gave a lot more context for why I would like just not be into either like, you know, wielding that energy in a physical form or receiving it. And that it was actually through my relation, through my relationships over the past few years that a lot of that was, I would say actually that that bridge was healed, hold in a way so that I I wasn't actively scared, but I was still, I was like cautious and curious about what it was going to be like. And I had a very similar experience um, in that space of being like, whoa, this space is like way more feminine and masculine because I'm used to the female body being masculine and feminine, right? Like in my queerness, in my experience of that, that doesn't surprise me, right? <laughs> like I'm like, oh yeah, sure, you know? Um, and obviously, not obviously, but obviously to me, um, you know, the male-bodied people that I'm attracted to or pulled to have a major um, kind of balance or a lot of classically known as like have a lot of feminine energy or just have a straight up queerness um, to them. In fact, one of the things that I've been discovering is that a lot of the people that I, um, kind of am intimate with in various degrees as a practitioner or personally as a friendship, um, or, um, potential lover connection, it's a, it is a, it's been a process of healing and claiming a queerness or claiming a balance or reclaiming that womb energy or that feminine space. So there's like this continuity of like, oh yeah, I guess that's like just what mm-hmm. I do and like who I am and also what I'm doing, right? Like in my own self is this like softening. I'm still softening my own pelvic floor and like softening my ability to to re- to like really receive and then to really give forth, to really like birth without um restraint and control and and um and I you can say whatever I have like, now I'm like, that's like brought me to a question about birthing with you too, but yeah, go. Yeah. No, thank you so much for, for your stories and being so candid about, about your queerness. And I think that that's really a part of birthing the new paradigm as well is, is putting forth stories that exist in our own, own lives that don't necessarily, um, adhere to the old paradigm stories and so that is definitely my experience as well um being in a relationship with uh, a straight male-bodied person and feeling this deep connection and need for connection with female-bodied people and finding you know the the in between space of of this both and place where where we both have both we all have we you know we there's the masculine and feminine exist in every single body in a different uh um level or gamut or you know like there's and and I just love the I love being able to love so deeply and I just had a conversation with Stacey Herrera the other day on her podcast. Yeah. I connected with her through you and it was really a powerful conversation as well. Talking about how important uh, communication is around, you know, being in relationships and and protect in and not protecting but like considering and honoring people's heart spaces as we as we explore uh 
making explore being authentic and true to ourselves and being whole in this lifetime for me as a queer person who tends to feel more on the bisexual uh, spectrum where I definitely know that this relationship with my partner husband is a lifelong relationship and it's dear to my heart and it's important and it's it's important for my family to really have this connection deep and in integ in full integrity mm. and we have had conversation conversation about upon conversation upon conversation about the fact that you know i am who i am and wanting to make sure that i am living my full life as well mm -hmm. and there has recently been a person who came into my life which i'm really excited about them and their gifts in the world that yeah just make makes me feel whole and to explore sexuality explore being a sexual a sexually liberated human and making sure that everybody in the scenarios all feel loved and supported and honored in their uh different needs and desires and how to do that while balancing being a mama to two children, I just also want to put that out there because it's like we don't stop being sexual once we have children. And I think that's a really important piece of the new paradigm story yeah. of really continuing to connect to our sexuality uh, as well as being a parent to little children. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have to say about that at this moment. I feel like I, I, I feel really grounded in in who I am and my ability Hi. to communicate with my my family and this awesome new being who has come into my life recently that makes me feel whole so a couple things come up for me when you say that and one of them is the the experience of how what makes us feel whole and what I hear in that is this like expression and embodiment of a truth that we know we have, which is like a subtle difference than like this other person coming into my life and making me feel whole, which is, which is. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't say making me feel whole. I think, yeah, just, just being authentic to right. who allowing the energy to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole, I feel like that's what I heard. Like, that's what I, like I heard from you and like people could, could very quickly kind of continue this notion of, of, of kind of a, whatever it's, it's, it's around, it's, it caught on, right. As someone I, else, right. someone else like making you whole, which is not the case. Right. Exactly. Sure. Right. Which is like, but, but the wholeness comes from the expression, the embodiment, the living, the participating in, in that, which you are. Like, that's the wholeness of like, oh, this is who I am. And I, and, and that really has been my experience. Um, you know, there were a, a number of things about, um, let's see, what do I want to say here? There were a number of things about um, myself in my wholeness and like in my bigness that, um, or my, my size-ness was um really i was i struggled to give myself full permission to be that which i am right and so that's it's really hard to be in a partnership um and it's really easy to make it about the other partner not wanting it if i'm not giving that to myself you know and and so that space of coming into this uh full embrace. And one of the things that I, I've been having all of these, it's very similar to, I think when people um, realize that their sexuality is, is, is broader or more inclusive or different than they thought entirely, they can like look back and retrospect and like see all of these like memories or notions or ideas and be like, Oh, that was there all along, you know? And I was never particularly confused about the idea of like 
whether or not I would want to have multiple partners. Like I was pretty sure I was like, before we got married, I was like, um, when I'm not like, so like repressed and broken inside and disconnected around my sexuality in these certain ways, like I'm probably going to want multiple partners. Like it just, just knowing historically from knowing myself. Um, and having this experience that I've had just in the past couple of weeks of really this continuation that's been happening for the past couple of years of what happens to the vision of the world that I see, the vision of the world that I have in myself, like the vision of my own landscape, when I relax and drop out of my attempts or notions of being what I'm supposed to be or the shoulds or the cultural indoctrinations, right? Like what is revealed in that? And lots of things have been revealed, like lots and lots and lots of things. And just most recently, um, these notions or these understandings of like when I was a teenager and we would like do things like bunches of like a bunch of us would like make out in a room together, basically. And after the fact, having like most of the other people being like, OK, that was a like, cool experimentation. And my response being like, wait, we're not going to do that again. Like, isn't that like wasn't that great? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but that was totally great, you know? Um, and like looking back and being like, whoa, okay. Like this is a different. So it's like very much on my mind right now because it's, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel unrelated to healing my adrenal fatigue. It doesn't feel unrelated to, um, like addressing my ADHD. It's not unrelated to um, my, uh, the functionality of my relationships with like in my family, like it, it has this way of just being like, as I give myself permission to be what I, I was at breakfast with a friend this morning and we just like burst into tears. We gave thanks for our food. And at the end of the prayer, she was like, like, may we spend time with people who love us just as we are you know, and like us just as we are. And it's like such a simple notion, but there was this core place of it that was just made me weep. And it had to do with that permission of really like my own self and not, um, not shrinking myself in any way. Right. And really just being that wholeness that you're talking about, like just being that wholeness and and then, and then allowing all the people that love me to love me when I'm in that wholeness, which is like the, it's, you know, it feels like the ripple it effect. It starts from ourselves. Yeah. It starts from the, the inner seed, starts from ourselves to be whole in and of ourselves. It's the inner belief. It's, it's, it's really connected to, to our own womb space and being and loving ourselves so deeply that we know and 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 giving ourselves room to to meditate on what exactly you know we feel like we need in this world and that what you were talking about makes me think of this historian named Max Dashu and this person has a suppressed histories archive it's called and one of the things that she talks about uh, is about the the bathhouses in Europe hundreds and hundreds of years ago when when you know female bodied people would come together and just be naked together and just hang out and just you know give give each other little back rubs and kisses on the forehead and and how that makes us whole and how when you know the the powers that be i mean i'm not i'm not extremely well versed in all of the histories but the powers that be you know the the religious forces in europe came and put fire to those bathhouses that that was that was that was a piece of 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 un undoing of this of this initial understanding of of togetherness that we have in 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 our in our dna of of really knowing that we when we come together in our own wholeness and come together and and give from a place of of wholeness 
What am I trying to say? That that's a part of the healing. Groups of groups of 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 women, groups of female-bodied people coming together and just just witnessing each other is enough. Will continue and is continuing to birth the new paradigm. So that feeling is like wave over me when you said that it's this like quiet pang not quite it's this space of it's a, it's it's okay I, I think what it is I like kind of slow down inside the space it's the it's where these two simultaneous belief systems inside me like collide which is like oh I remember that I know that I live that I want that. I do that. I share that. That's real. This like whoosh that's met by this place of like, like it was just like, like, like taken <laughs> like the, de- I think the devastation, right? So like this like wave of, of like, yes, you know, and I think about, you know, one of my favorite spaces to be is like to be in like a naked sauna or just go skinny dipping with people or to, um, uh, to like snuggle like one of the greatest gifts in my life is that I actually still have adult platonic relationships that I can nakedly snuggle with and like I wouldn't necessarily say that list is particularly long I would say it's particularly short and out of and I've been the one person that comes to mind particularly we've known each other for oh my god 28 years okay so when I would like very little and um and I remember when we were teenagers uh, this notion of just being like we won't lose this will we you know, and being in like a, like a, like, like, we can like platonically hold each other and love each other and see each other and touch each other. And like, and this is, like, this is a good thing. Um, and that a lot of the people who said that still don't necessarily do that, but that I have this like one friend and a, and a couple other friends that I, I feel like, like, like it could, it could have, I mean, it was just kind of the busyness of life when we meet up for coffee at a coffee shop. That's not like how it happens. Like the rhythm of life of when we would do that, it feels a little bit more of the thing that's like, necessarily keeping it from happening but um so this experience of like i know that in this life like it's not even just a theory like i can be like no really this body knows what it's like to like pass out or um have like a like a hundred percent platonic like sister love friend like deep friendship like hold my belly you know and have my back be against their back and breasts and feel this peace and feel this safety and feel not feel sexual. Um, even though sexual is not a problem, that's just not what's happening. Right. Like I know that. And there's this way in which I think part of this like quiet in me or part of this like buzz or disconnection is the part that even though I know it and historically we can talk about it and research can agree with it, the shame response that still comes up. You know, like I can feel it even if I'm talking about this and being like, am I really going to say this right now on this podcast? Like I'm talking about like nakedly cuddling with my friends platonically. Anyone going to believe that? Like I can feel all of those those stories. And it just feels like uh, it doesn't it does. It feels toxic. It feels gross. It feels. And this is what I mean by it's all directly related, like to my adrenal fatigue, like it's related to my to my exhaustion because it's exhausting to have the pieces that know what's so nourishing and healing be the parts that are constantly being questioned like that. Like that is, yeah. I hear you. That's the, yes, I totally hear you. Thank you for putting that piece into the conversation. I, I think that's the constant, the constant thing we're working through as we literally are, you know, have one crumbling paradigm and are creating the new ancient one. We are literally like we have, I consider myself a bridge person. I always feel like I have, have one foot in one direction, one foot in one space and one foot in another space. And so constantly, uh, even right now, I'm watching my baby and I'm talking to you at the same time. Right really trying to be present with both both and and that's that feels like the constant of my life and of this time is to is to hold the pieces that 
we exist within these systems that work in a certain way and and we have to hold these th these visions of of the new ancient way of 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 a time when there wasn't the layers of shame that there wasn't the like i said yeah the layers of shame on top of it and it was just the way that it was and it can be the way that it is and by i just imagine for for instance i imagine leading retreats at some point and we just have to like drop in these little pieces of of the system that we want to be all around us and cr find creative ways to to make that happen and just to be to be accepting and loving of ourselves first and foremost is i think the most important and that's that's the seed of it all when i was when i was pregnant with my second and really doing a lot of work around uh womb space trauma and healing you know the the feelings that i had around my c-section of like devastation like i you know wasn't able to birth through my vagina like oh i'm so you know like i just i i had this feeling when i was doing the work around really finding my wholeness and finding my belief in myself I have this image of of a stamp on my womb space that says like I believe I believe I believe mm. I believe I believe like mm. I believe in myself I believe that my truth is worthy to be living you know my my truth not only is worthy it's literally part of what will make us more whole collectively by stepping into my own belief of my own womb space yeah tell me more about the journey the birth like where did that go yeah. more about this womb like right so connecting i believe i believe i believe which is still so deep and just like letting that like joining you in that and like being stamped in my womb and the permission to just believe in the creative force that is my existence <laughs> Just be in that space and and I want to know about what I want to know what revealed in you that you have come to understand bridged you from from where you were and where you walk now yeah I think there was a deep lesson of letting go of control and accepting the fact that for me in my life I tend to have the wounded healer archetype. I have had a, you know, bunch of injuries as a child from, you know, gymnastics and stepped into my first birth with a, a pelvis that was misaligned. Uh, even though I had been doing years and years of, of rehabilitation work um, and stepping into the first birth in a really fast paced way. I was finishing up my master's degree and really connected into the matrix, you know, this current, you know, frenzied matrix that is our culture of like, gotta get things done, gotta be productive, gotta do blah, 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 blah. And then stepping into a birthing time where you're supposed to go slow and you're supposed to, you know, connect in with the, with the pace of nature and the pace of, 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 of a child and, coming through you um that was that was a big shift and i think a lot of people have that that feeling of like frenzy 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 like and now we're gonna stop and we're gonna have a birth and we're gonna do it at the pace that we like so the it's it's just and and there was there was a lot of different factors in my situation i ended up having a um, umbilical cord anomaly called a velamentous cord insertion where um, my daughter could have you know expiciated on the way out so there was there was a reason she came the way she did and I believe I very much believe that each child each each birth is supposed to be the way that that it is and we can believe we can we can increase our chances of our desired outcome for me my second time around i wanted i really wanted a vaginal birth very very much but 
paradoxically, the, the thing that helped me like get to the desired outcome of, of having a vaginal birth was releasing complete control of my desired outcome. So like really coming to terms with like, I could have another C-section and that would be okay. And that was something that was so not okay for me for my first time around. Like I was like, there was no way I was going to have a C-section. I had, you know, I was, you know, I was fit. I was healthy. Like there's no way that that could have happened to me. And the fact that it did was exactly the medicine that I needed to really let go of control, let go of this false, this false sense of the fact that I could control what the universe had in store for me (laughs) and 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 really deepen into the reality that I want to create a, a a birth that will be beneficial for all involved and I started talking to my son earlier on you know in the womb space and I you know went on daily walks in nature and I at that point I was I already had a a little child so I you tend to go a little bit slower when you are a young mother and so that was really helpful I feel like you know doing doing a lot of affirmation positive affirmation work about you know I am I accept, I accept myself. I accept myself. I believe in my ability as a woman. I believe like that I can do it and I will. And at the same time, letting go of the outcome completely. So it was a bit of a paradox. And I think that that's often the case in our world is having to hold a multiplicity of of realities all at once. So like, I guess the question would be like, do you know now, do you catch or notice yourself when you start to slip into those like uh, controlling habits or patterns in yourself? Do you notice them like coming back up? I noticed them earlier on. I feel like it's a cyclical process of learning. So I don't think that I'm a hundred percent. Like now that I've been through that experience, I just, always feel like I can let go of control and accept everything no I that's actually a really hard thing for me is is to continuously relearn that lesson of accepting just the way they are because I'm a very ambitious person so I always feel like I I, and I also like see into the past and the future very very readily so I'm like oh like I I'm so happy I'm here and I, I see you know where where the future what the future holds and so the practice is continuously coming back to the present moment is that meditation of just being present breathing with my son just continuously practicing coming back to the present moment and and then finding all the beauty there like looking at you little guy little five-month-old son yeah so just being present and and allowing ourselves to be the full, be the full gamut of, of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. I notice, um, some, I'll notice my shoulders, my shoulders are way up and I'll be like, Oh, Hey Sophia, what are you trying to, what are you trying to carry around and manage right now? Right. So that's like, that's one, one thing that will remind me to like slow down. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm thinking about something and I'm, thinking I noticed that I've come up with like a fifth option about how to make something happen. Um, that's not really in my control. Like, how can I get this person to call me back? You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, you know, like that's like after I've come up with like, a, like there's like after a few, I'll have that notion. I'll be like, Oh, Oh, I, Oh yeah. Okay. I see what's happening now. I've like slipped out of the presence and I'm like, definitely like trying to figure out and, and, and manipulate or control. Um, another really, when I'm like, really, when I have a little bit more spacious and I'm really raw and like already listening to myself, one of the things that I'll experience is I'll hear the voice in my head that says like, I can't, and it's not an, I can't do it. It's this feeling of like, I know I've reached this edge and what I need to do is like, let go and trust. Like that's what's being asked of me in that connected. So this is, I'm already in a more spacious 
connected, vulnerable place. And I'm like, okay, like I just, I get it. I just need to let go. And then this, like this, these threads in me or this thread in me that comes up that says, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, I can't like, like what the fuck will happen? Like, I can't let go. Um, and what's so beautiful now is that I've, I've habituated myself or kind of trained myself, which is as soon as I hear that I can't, um, there's this other voice that comes up and meets me that's like, well, you can actually like you can. And so it's to like, yeah, to slow myself away down. Yeah. That's a really powerful piece of it for birthing time as well. When you come up to that edge of, I can't, and every, every person who has been through a, a labor, most, most people, I'm not going to say every person has gotten to that point of the transition, that transformation, where it's like, I just can't do this, you know, like, but there's only one way and that's to surrender, you know, to, to the way that things are and, and be present in that moment and patience. Oh, if there's one lesson and there's one lesson that my particular heart has such a hard trip time with his patience and you need so much of it as a as a mama and as a birthing person just to be present be present in the moment and just keep continuing to go back to the sensations at hand and deepen into that space so so you use that like body presencing technique that like feeling into your body in the birthing space as well as in the parenting space. Like it's this, this simple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In the birthing time, everything kind of falls away and to be present with exactly where you're at and, and deepen when you're in your birthing time, you need to to open and deepen and accept and surrender more and more to the waves. And that will get you closer than trying to come out of it, trying to lift out and say, and like step away from it, but it's, it's going deeper in. And I think that that also is parenting like in this, in a moment where, you know, your child is my two-year-old is, you know, putting the water on and splashing all over the floor. And like, if you can just be present Mm. with her exploration, as opposed to wanting to change it right away, that will help um, bring the, bring the wholeness and the richness that is present moment living. I, I, I don't claim to be the best at it, but I definitely work at it. Like, all the time mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. present like that's that's such an important universal tool one of my friends um is a meditation teacher and she talks about how meditation is is truly a universal uh tool to be present to exactly what's going on and that's definitely true in pregnancy, birth and parenting, for sure. And it's true. And it's true, as we step into knowing ourselves so fully and whole in a a whole way, circling back to the beginning of the conversation about being fully aware of who we are and and our our gamut of, of truth and authentic truth, as we step into our lives as sexual beings and being sexually sovereign is uh, a word that Saida Disele says being sexually sovereign and being our own, being our own, being our own inner compass before anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such, um, I don't know, precious and meticulous work, right? Like there's, there's no, um, not that I've found. I always tell people, I'm like, if you find a shortcut, <laughs> I better be the first person you call. Um, I'm, I'm into efficiency here, in, into efficiency here, and that space of sexually sovereign. The, the the phrase that I've been using is having you know full autonomy over my sex and my medicine. 
you know, mm -hmm. that they're the same, same. And that notion of like, I just, it's been centuries of needing permission and having my medicine be outlawed or problematic or controlled or regulated by some force outside. And this like radical rising in me that's not radical, that feels sane and simple and reasonable, <laughs> right? That's like, yeah. actually, <laughs> this is mine mm -hmm. entirely, actually. Mm -hmm. And those who I share it with, those are the people that I, that I get to have a, a conversation with or an understanding with, right? But the having it in and of itself and cultivating it and knowing it, that's, that's, that's mine. That's, that's mine to have um, and to be responsible for and to become responsible for as opposed to handing any responsibility out, right? Come into that. Yes. Um, and and you, have, you have shared some tools about how to continue to be present in our own bodies. And I think that those, those tools, what you're talking about, like being... Yeah placing your hands lovingly on your womb space placing your hands lovingly over your yoni space like is very important to start cultivating that that autonomy that that space in which any action comes from a place of intuition from that deep-seated womb space intuition which i think is really important as well because then, because then, our systems that we create will be the create will be the ones that are in tune with Mama Gaia, with Mother Earth. You know, if we if we're cut off from this place of intuition, that's when we take action that creates destructive systems. And so that's that's really the seed of 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 how we can continue to birth the new paradigm is really step into that connection with our womb space which is our space of intuition and create, 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 create the creatriarchy that we all creatriarchy. Clitorally. Clitorally the creatriarchy. Clitorally the creatriarchy. That's what's yes. happening. Great ass is birthing right. it. I really just appreciate everything you just said. And it's, as you were talking, I became aware of where, what I'm doing right now. And I'm sitting on my hands. My hands are holding my shield tuberosities. I'm like sitting and holding, holding the base of my root right now. Um, for those people, don't, my sit bones, my ass, sitting holding my ass and, uh, and just breathing and listening and feeling my feet on the floor and feeling my knees at my chest and just kind of beat just right like this like just to kind of I don't know like I don't know just take a moment like this is what that looks like in this space in this conversation as I'm like listening right I'm wanting to listen with that integrated you say in, intuitive or in your intuition and and I'm like yeah and like what I hear in that is my like integrated whole self right this like that that intuition is a ma major piece of myself just as much as my awareness or my observation or my feelings are and so to have all of those presence uh, uh all of those aspects and and understanding of self and experience um available it i do i make different decisions i say different things out loud i um i feel differently about the experience i think that's a really interesting thing too of like as we're navigating um coming into our or claiming even more so or kind of all of these levels of like one of the things that I've noticed as I like take these moments and I take these risks and I feel really good and I'm like expressing myself. And then I have these like contraction of these backlashes of like, why am I this way? You know, like I'm yes. such a, oh. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage to be fully authentic, especially mm. in, for me, you know, for it, for my identity. And it sounds like yours of, of, of having this, this reality that, hasn't had a a safe container for for hundreds of years and so we're we're literally forging and opening the gate to the to the to the wholeness to the to to being fully whole and that takes courage it's not easy i am very much the same way like i 
I need to, you know, even, even in this whole process of creating um, an event of bringing, bringing my full self to the table, I, I sense mm. myself expanding and, you know, sensing into the fact that, you know, so many people will resonate with the fact that, you know, their story doesn't look like a heteromonogamous, you know, thing on the outside either. And on the inside, they have all of these different, you know, you know, feelings about, you know, being a parent and also being, you know, a sexual sovereign being. Mm. And like, at this, and then I, and then I, so I have those expansive moments of like, yay, I'm happy. And then I have these, these moments of being nervous and like, no, just, I just want to hide in a, in a cave because this is too scary, too vulnerable and it's too raw. But at the same time, I know that that's, that's where the medicine is, like, is, is to really be vulnerable and show and share our whole truth in a way that feels in integrity with ourselves and definitely creating a container is really important uh the birthing the new paradigm facebook group closed facebook group which i which will be a part of the birthing the new paradigm.com you know the 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 online event that i'm creating come join us I, it's gonna be great yes come join. oh my gosh i'm so excited for it and like i made that container purposefully closed so that so that you know we can all share in a way that feels safe yeah. you know and because sometimes when this like i said it takes a lot of courage to be a way shower to be a gate opener to be a person who senses into the depths and out into the cosmos and brings mm. it to earth and be and is present with these little ones who are such a shining you know, shines their light so bright and to, to make sure that it never dim mm. their lights, never dim, mm. you know, as they, as they navigate these systems that have created cogs. Cause I want to, I want to create whole oh. beings and systems that are in tune with mother Gaia, mama Gaia. And that's, that's what we're doing here. That's what we are doing currently. Currently right. doing. I know. I just. I was just thinking. Right. I was like, "You're just. You're just. I, I love it. You're just like in the zone." Like all my listeners know. Like that's. Wait, but that's we. That's, that's the last question. We are already there. What is it? What does it look like? What are we doing? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're we doing. Are. We're being present with our families, and we are not. And we are not playing small. We are playing big right now. We are stepping into this place of playing big and jumping off that cliff and risking telling everybody everything. You know, <laughs> everything. <laughs> and I have a feeling it will be, you know, it will be so good overall. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's enough. Just who we are right now is enough. Just me laying here, breastfeeding my son. That is enough. You know, the gift of the gift of milk is enough. The gift. So when when you talk about, and I guess I'm just going to go into the last question of of what you know our our world is. Our world is honoring honoring breastfeeding. Our world is honoring people who give a life, the life force to their children. Our world, our world that is a healed world honors the fact that it takes a lot of energy to raise children and that we can't do it alone and that there are systems in place that allow for free pre-k and instead of me having thirteen thousand dollars in debt for having a baby which is unfortunately my reality i would be given thirteen thousand dollars for a whole year because i am honored so completely 
for the life-giving work that I'm uh, doing. Right, Ollie. Right. Right. Because when we because when 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 our children are able to connect to their primary caregivers from day one and the primary caregivers <laughs> don't have to feel like so in so much struggle around, you know, whether or not they're gonna, you know, work to to provide food for their family and watch their child at the same time that's what I feel like it'll be I I sense it it's gonna change overnight 2020 we're gonna get so many you know Mm. women in in all these political offices we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna compost and (laughs) use the the table as as chopping wood and alchemize it and be continue starts like really like meeting in circles again I don't want to see at the table I'm going to create a circle right I'm going to create the the circle of 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 leadership that our world needs and 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 it won't be a struggle it won't be a struggle to to say that this is this is what is needed to support our life givers it'll be just an of course and so i really sense into that uh feeling of of by fully living our full selves by by be by fully living our truth our full truth we are able to step into the fullness of of our leadership and that leadership will transform the world and you know luckily our our old systems are composting not so not so fortunate that a lot of people are being harmed in the in the process my heart my heart goes out to to the families who are being separated literally the the, op- the opposite the opposite direction of of what we should ever be doing separating families that is absolutely absurd and obscene and and a tactic to 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 destroy and separate when all we need is connection and togetherness and being with our our loved ones that's what we need all we need is love <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. Right. And all the systems right. that participate, systems that participate in, that in that actual love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Adrian, this has been a nourishing delight for me. I really enjoyed our time together. Yes. Me as well. Thank you for bearing with the all these noises and little little noises that he's joining in on the conversation joining in on the conversation yeah happy to be here human i'm glad you came to earth yeah um, me too right exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i wanted to, again just invite people come join us birthing the new paradigm not only does she have a bunch of really awesome people that are sharing wisdom and knowledge and awesomeness in the like formal summit space but um creating a space and container, which I know we talked about. I'm going to do some um, additional stuff in that Facebook group. And we're just going to really brew. We're going to do some weaving and brewing together and, 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 and make some medicine and share stories and, mm-hmm. and be connected. And so um, all of you are invited to come yeah. into that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Like birthing the new paradigm.com. I'm sure you'll, we'll, we'll put some yep. links there'll be some, together. There'll be some links mm-hmm. for that. Um, the other thing that I want to throw out for people is I just heard this the other day on another podcast and I was so into it. I'm going to do it right now, which is that um, uh, if you have any questions for me or comments, I'm going to invite you to call this phone number and leave a message, a voicemail, and then I will listen to it and either play your message on the show um, or just address it directly because that's a fun thing that I want to throw out there. So that number is 215-501-7916. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or anything else or topics that you'd love to have me um, talk about, 
um, call and leave me a message, 215-501-7916. You can also text that number technically. And um, it would be great to hear from you all. And I am um, kind of reopening up. I'm going to start the training ground in the fall. And we are beginning our early registration um, kind of momentarily. Um, that is in process. So if you want to come and have a container to really brew and go deep and take your skills of transformational work that you do um, with a bunch of peers, you can uh, kind of cultivate the nuance of your presence and uh, do some reweaving with your ancestry. It'd be amazing to get your application and, and see if we're a good fit. And I'm doing an East Coast chapter, a West Coast chapter, and possibly a New Mexico chapter. So options for that, look into that, sophiawiseone.com backslash TTG. And Adrian, I'm psyched. And uh, I'm psyched to be adventuring with you with the birth of the new paradigm and just a lifelong of literally, literally birthing the new paradigm. Um, yes, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and circling and spiraling. Spiraling. Beautiful. All right, everyone. Be well. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.